0: Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic the gifts of a deeply familiar life. It's actually excerpted from a section in my book, Original Mind Uncovering Your Natural Brilliance, where it's exploring the skills of indigenous thinkers. A strange kind of repetition sets in with deep familiarity. At first glance, it may seem dreadfully boring, especially if you live a life filled with novelty and change. But below the sameness and the seeming threat of boredom, a new possibility arises. After all, no two repetitions are exactly the same. Most of us will never achieve the spiritual attunement of a weaver like Grace Henderson Nez, but we can learn to appreciate her mastery. Grace was born in 1913 and spent 70 years of her life living in the same Hogan at the base of Ganada Mesa on the Navajo Reservation in Arizona. Her work reflects such a level of artistry and detail and such a commitment to the traditional values and spiritual concentration on her craft that in 2005, at age 93, she was honored at a National Heritage Fellowship. When asked about the joys of her work, she replied that it soothes me spiritually, emotionally, and psychologically. And the challenges they asked? They included sustaining the desire to weave every day and handling the physical challenges of the repetitive motion and the aches and pains of sitting for long periods of time. She's clear about what has sustained and inspired her throughout the years, My children, grandchildren, and my great-grandchildren are my inspiration for weaving, and weaving is my occupation, livelihood, and my life. Here's one more Navajo story that was given to me by Joy Forrest Ketchin, an anthropologist and a friend of the woman in the story. She passes on the story like this. A friend... A woman who was raised non-Indian, but whose mother was a tribal member, reported to me the first time she went to the reservation and spent time with an old man who had been raised traditional. She was hoping to learn about and participate in tribal ceremonies and activities despite living off reservation. She wanted to connect with her heritage. The old man insisted that she and her husband take him for a ride around the reservation, a long ride. This woman's husband was driving, and she sat in the passenger seat in the front, the old man between them. It was an old-style pickup with bench seats. To hear her tell it, the old man harassed her continually about the detail of the land they were passing through. What had she seen, heard, smelled? What animals? In what patterns? Where were the cottonwoods? Where were the shrubs? Now, near what butte or shack? She could not report any detail, even only a moment after passing something, only the grand sweep of the landscape as a vista, and even at that she didn't remember how one butte related to the other, or to a hollow or a cabin. Soon she came to tears, and then the old man explained that she had to develop her ability to perceive and remember detail of the land, even better than a child's face. Not just the overview, but the detail, and not just the visual, but all senses at once— including the sense of space she might experience between one sound and another, the whole, and in detail. She realized then that she could not really describe her child's face, or her child as a whole, in the way he meant, despite her love and devotion for this child, not even the visual, much less the changing smells and sounds, though these were familiar once she got back to her child and checked in on them, but they were not imprinted on her the way he meant. These master teachers consistently approach their work with a respect that converge on reverence. Indeed, it becomes a conscious practice in reverence for those who create sacred objects. In 1980, Kashiwaya Sensei, an Aikido master and director of Rocky Mountain Ki Society, gave a public talk describing the energetic and mindful nature of ki, the life force at the heart of Aikido practice. In describing its far-ranging powers, He gave the example of wood carvers, creating statues of the Buddha, and he commented that if you carve a Buddha without key, it will not sell, it will not attract a buyer. In other words, the energetic focus and intention of the carver is critical. The Santeros of the Southwest United States would agree with him. Felix Lopez of Española, New Mexico is a renowned Santero, who is literate and has been a high school teacher, but is very committed to the traditional ways of his Spanish Catholic heritage. He spoke eloquently of his practice in a video interview in about 1990. When you carve a santo, you have to be in the right frame of mind because it's actually like a form of prayer. At the end, you are tired, but you feel very good about what you've accomplished. This is the greatest feeling. He concludes the interview by saying, For me... Being a santero has been a calling, a vocation from God, and I'm very thankful to him for giving me this opportunity to create spiritual images that can help people in their spiritual lives or simply can be enjoyed by anyone if they only see it as a work of art. These deeply familiar practices must be passed on from generation to generation to ensure the continued life of non-literate cultures. The masters do their part by agreeing to transmit their skills, and their focus, and their intention, to any committed apprentices, knowing that this is the only way to keep their art forms alive. The apprentices, for their part, must find a way to sustain their passion and their interest through boredom, distraction, and discomfort, or they will never find the zone of true apprentice. Many of the remaining non-literate cultures are finding it difficult to cultivate serious apprentices to carry on their ways. The literate world is enticing the youth to move on. Meanwhile, the hardships being imposed on their cultures of origin make it very difficult to stay. Even those who try to stay may only be able to learn degraded forms of the traditional practices because the conditions leave less and less time for the elders to teach or even carry out the full measure of their practices and ceremonies. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I think you'll love my book, Original Mind Uncovering Your Natural Brilliance. It's available at EmbraceYourBrain.com.